Welcome to the Dope CFO Podcast, where you can find the best information for accountants and bookkeepers that want to start and grow a highly profitable and flexible remote cannabis accounting firm. With your hosts, Naomi Granger and Andrew Hunziker. Now that's dope. Hello, everybody. This is Andrew Hunziker, CBA. And I'm here today with my good friend, Christophe Bichet, and he is all the way over, I thought, in Paris, but now more in the south, more of the mountains of France, where he has moved. Um, so it's, how many hours later? Is it 9.30 at night? Uh, it's 8.30, actually, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> and I'm on the West Coast, so we're quite a long way away, um, and I'm going to just jump into this. Um, so normally we do accounting we teach all our accountants and CFOs. And um, Christoph and I met in an unusual way, which I'll talk about in a minute. And um, we're both rock climbers, but um, you teach as well, and many CEOs and companies. So I think you have a ton of information um, to share. Us, <laughs> and um, we can learn a few things as well. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, tell me, um, how old are you? I'm gonna get your age on the camp. Is that an appropriate <laughs> question? <laughs> Everything is, 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 is appropriate. Yes, I'm 34. So let's just, I want to talk about your background because we're kind of the theme around a lot of what we teach um, in accounting. There's a lot of accountants out there that do things okay, kind of a good level, like any topic, and we call it world class. Like, what does it mean to be world class at something? And when we offer accounting services to other people, we want to be world class at, at that, which to me means the top of the top. So the 1% may be kind of near the best, but the 1% of the 1% and how you strive to get there, you may never get there, but, but how you strive to do that. And if you do strive to do that in your, in your accounting practice or whatever, um, that will, that will help you no matter what. So just a quick background, you give me a background on you and I want to hear about, kind of your background as a child and also um, talk a little bit about Fanconi anemia too, because I want to relate how that, how we met through that as well. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So, so first of all, uh, of course, hi, Andrew, and hi, everybody here uh, watching or listening. I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's actually completely crazy to be discussing with Andrew today. <laughs> uh, since, since you know we know each other for for many years, but it's been a while that we haven't talked to you know. Yeah. <laughs> so and um, as a quick background, um, you know Andrew that uh, I'm a climber. I describe myself uh, as a climber. Uh, just been uh, my job for for many many years. Uh, I've been a professional uh, rock climber as well for a couple of years and everything that I learned uh, in life was through rock climbing. So even though now sometimes I don't rock climb every single day, you know, <laughs> I really consider myself as a climber because that's, that philosophy has taught me everything. So, um, so in my uh, daily things that I do in, in, uh, in other areas, I, I just consider myself as a climber, basically. So that's what I do. That's what I teach. Uh, I teach people how to climb to their higher best, you know, to their higher self. 
um, to the best of themselves. So it's a little bit similar to what you do with uh, the uh, top uh, accountants, <laughs> to the top accountants, you know? <laughs> well, that's, um, yeah, so that's what we're trying to teach them. And so as a child, you have a very rare disease called, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Panconi anemia. And um, I'll let you tell a little, it's very rare. I know it's um, a, a lady, Amy, our good friend Amy, um, who's not with us anymore, worked at my wife's store and you flew. So we're in different parts of the world. You're in France, mm -hmm. I'm in Oregon. And you had flown back in 2013 over here to see Amy. And um, we're, we're helping, they have a big foundation around, around this cause. And um, I remember my good friends, Ryan Bolin and Calvin Landris um, had mentioned to me, they're like, oh yeah, Christoph is here. He's a really good rock climber. And um, you've, I think you were here three weeks all the way to Bend, Oregon, where we have world-class, world-famous Smith Rocks. And, and they told, I think Ryan told me, he's like, he's never been to Smith Rocks and he's flying home tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> this cannot be. We must get him out to Smith Rocks. And so we gathered up and we went out and it was a beautiful day. And you did, you must have done 10 hard routes first try. And <laughs> on to Bolter not to be. And I remember you were late to get back to dinner with Amy before your flight the next day. And, and you tried once and went all the way up it. You came down and said, maybe one more quick go. You pulled the rope and raced up it again. And it was very funny. Um, I couldn't believe your energy level um, back then and fearlessness. But um, so tell a little bit about that cause real quick and, and how that relates, because I want to tie that in later to dealing with fear and really how that even applies right this second. A lot the whole world's afraid of this virus. And sure. so we have a global mm -hmm. virus. So how tell tell about that a little bit. Sure. So um, that's that's another part of of uh, who I am. But um, I got this disease called Fanconi anemia that I was diagnosed with at the age of five, and basically doctors told my parents, uh, "Your child is not going to live very long, maybe you know, fifteen, fourteen years maximum, and he's going to have to go through a bone marrow transplant, and if that goes well, he's going to have uh, chances." of uh, of uh, having cancer uh, tenfold by 4,000 or 5,000 compared to the normal population. So um, so on the paper, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look exciting at all, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and indeed, I, um, I've been to a uh, bone marrow transplant at the age of 10. That went apparently quite well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so and tell I, me, the, mm -hmm. the very first thing you did at age 10 that I would call in the world-class category, so right off, somehow your parents or you came up with, with some good ideas, so you were spending a lot of time in the hospital at age 10, but from what I remember you told me, some of the elderly cancer patients that you were hanging out with in the hospital were very good at knitting, and they taught you knitting, and you actually won a French championship in knitting as a child. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <Is this> true? <laughs> That's a good one because uh, I was uh, for a couple of months under uh, a kind of a bubble, you know, um, uh, because I couldn't have any infection or things coming from from the outside, you know. So, so I couldn't do anything basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 one of the stuff that I could do was 
was pleasing, you know, so, so I learned that at that moment. And uh, for the recovery process, a couple of months after, uh, I was basically at, at home, but I couldn't leave home. So I had lots of time. So uh, amongst uh, things that I could do, uh, I just love doing that, you know. <laughs> so at some point, I just participated uh, in a small competition and I arrived at a third place in front of, uh, of tons of, uh, of mummies, you know, <laughs> of grandpas and grandmas. <laughs> that was so funny. I must have been very surprised. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So that's that's amazing. And so just as a, a backdrop, so there's many accountants probably going to be listening to this and hopefully some climbers as well. But you think about that, wow, so you were told at this young age at five and your parents that you may pass away. And so many might think, oh, you're going to be very careful in life and not, not do many endeavors. But mm -hmm. I'm just going to read some of these things off that that you have excelled at highly. Um, and I want to ask you about something. So rock climbing, for sure. You're one of the best rock climbers in the world. Um, you're a magician. You're a knitter. You play different musical instruments. You know several languages. You are um, a specialist in Kaido, art, Japanese archery, speed writer. <laughs> carpentry, hypnosis, um, gastronomy, so many, many endeavors, and all at a very high level, and so, you know, all between, you're now only 34, and fighting this disease as well, with, with I'm guessing, your immune system is probably not as strong either, and so right now, we're in a, an environment that everyone's scared about their immune system, but that brings me to a question I want to ask you, you had posted, I think, on your site, that you were told, Christoph, live every day if it's your last day. Maybe your last day, so you better live it well. And you talked about how depressing that was. And so you had your own philosophy. Can you explain that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, that's right, actually, uh, for many, many years. Okay, yes, so for, for many, many years, um, I listened to people telling me that you had basically, you know that phrase that you said, you have to live your life. <clears throat> was the last day of your life you know yeah and actually if you do that basically you you're probably gonna do silly stuffs <laughs> you can spend all your money in one shot you can do stuff like that you know so <laughs> but it, 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 it may be not the best thing to do i mean sometimes it can bring you to an awakening and then you can realize oh maybe i should just kick my ass you know <laughs> so sometimes that, that can be a very healthy question, but um, most of the time I prefer uh, to just say to myself, what would I do if this was the first day of my life, actually? If anything in front of me is available and possible, what can I do today? What would I do today now? And that opens up the possibilities rather than closing them. So, so to me, I believe this is a, a much, much healthier question than the one before, you know? <laughs> I really, really like it. And it's, it's, I've used it myself. I'm like, wow, this is a great idea. It's almost like, yeah, what if today was my first day and this, this is a big video game and I just plop down and here I am and we're in the middle of a global virus and there's all kinds of craziness, but it's still the first day and here I am, what would I do? And related to accounting, 
many of our students are in the first day or the initial stages of their accounting practice or building their firm. And yeah, taking that attitude, what, what do you do if it's the first day? What can you do to start contributing and going on in that, that place? Okay. That's mm. awesome. So, um, and so you had started climbing early on. So from the very get go, even though with your philosophy, even though something other people might be afraid, and that's where I wanted to get into this kind of fear a little bit. And a couple of questions. One, I know it says you're a hypnotherapist and you also do mental training for the French rock climbing team, which is amazing. I'd like to hear about that, but also how you deal with fear. Cause you know, you talk about doing a death defying rock climb, dealing with that fear. We have a lot of people in our program. They're afraid to talk to a CEO. Maybe they're afraid mm. to pick up a phone and call CEO cause they're scared maybe that CEO is going to put them down or make them feel like they're smaller than them. And so they might, might have a fear of speaking in public or something that seems much smaller than death defying fear. Right. Right. So, um, uh, fear is very interesting because fear is actually not somehow real, but only in our head because it just means that we are, imaginating a situation that's not going to end good you know <laughs> basically that's it <laughs> yeah and so, so so the first thing to do is to define fear that means to understand that it's only um uh it's only a story that i'm telling to myself about what could happen in the in um in the future so that's just one option <laughs> <laughs> but we just naturally tend to forget that there are thousands of other options and but you know those fears usually come from uh, you know from the education that we had from our parents from the society from many different sources but first it's very it's of paramount importance to realize that it's just a story that is running in my head basically and of course sometimes uh, this story that is running is right yeah there could be a real danger to actually do this action to pick a phone and call a ceo but you know especially for this specific action is there a real risk to just pick up your phone and i like this idea that uh, i think it's tim ferris that says it very well um it's it's very it, it's a good idea to imagine what is the worst thing that could happen. So to actually go deep into your fear and really actually just play with it. Play with it because if you do that correctly, if you, that, if you do that like just if it was a game, you're going to realize that actually just, you know, at worst, uh, he's going to hang up, you know. <laughs> at worst, he's going to shout at you. <laughs> so 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 and then you're gonna feel bad for maybe 10 minutes yeah and that's the world that could happen <laughs> you know so and so, when you realize that it's it is you know it just lowers the fear basically it, it, it lowers the fear, fear and you go through that worst case scenario and <laughs> well, that's great advice because that's where 
where people get stuck often on the on the fear side they're they're good at accounting and they want to do bookkeeping and they love to work alone up in their office but it can be scary yeah. talking to other people <laughs> um, oh, yeah. introverts us accountants right but, but, which is very understandable once again but the, 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 uh, there's something that i learned many years ago but whatever happens you know whatever emotions comes in the worst thing to do is to push it down, you know, say no, or <laughs> so, so, so you've got to take it as if you were a rock climber. That's all you have right now. So if you got fear, then take your fear and see what it means, you know, and go deep and take it with your hands. And, and that's the best way to do. That's so the best way. Okay. Instead of running away from it, face it. And then um, you've obviously done that in many ways. And the, so on the, how did you get into hypnotizing and, and what, are there any methods you use that we could apply <laughs> or the, um, or the mental training of the French team? Is this more imagery type work or? Well, um, uh, um, so, 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 Basically, uh, the easiest way to, to, to explain all of that could be this great metaphor uh, that we both know as, uh, as a rock climber. When you climb, you basically have to hang on to some holes. And you've got only two hands, you know, my friend? You've got yeah. only two fucking hands, not yeah. more than two. Except if you're an octopus, but, yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> So, so you've got to hang on to what is absolutely essential. And, but if you do only that, and if you think in your head, like, never let go, <laughs> that kind of, uh, of little sentences, you know, you have to never let go, hang on, absolutely hang on. At some point, uh, your muscles are not gonna hold anymore, and you know what comes next, right? Yeah you're just going to fall. <laughs> so that's why you have to hang on to what matters the most, one hole at a time, and you've got to let go regularly to catch another hole. You've got to let go very regularly. And letting go means basically uh, just, 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 just relax, you know. Sometimes just, just forget about all what's happening just take a deep breath just do all these silly things you know and yeah. and this is where comes meditation hypno uh, auto hypnosis or all that kind of tools that can help you to basically let go uh because so you cannot move forward otherwise and and like you're saying turn on and uh, again us accountants have trouble so right now we're in the middle of say tax season and this virus and yeah. so you get so busy and overwhelmed, you forget to like, oh, I should take a break. I need to go yeah. step outside and see the fresh air or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, right, right. Let go and, and relax. Right, right. This is so important. And I mean, I cannot emphasize it more than that, but especially for accountants. I mean, I, I can imagine that because my own... Uh, 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 um, my own accountant is, is, is sending tons of emails and he's working like hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I know that he's, he's the, the, the greatest challenge that he's facing is that he needs 
to pay great attention to relaxing moments, to breathing moments. Otherwise, he's gonna he's gonna fall down. You know, he's gonna crash. <laughs> so, so the harder the time, the better you have to breathe, basically. Mm. Well, um, and let's Tara. So you've been giving us some advice and tips, and let's. So I know you are also speaking. I think all over the world, or is it mainly in France where you speak to big companies? Are, do you have a certain message that you give, or is this what you've already been sharing, or is there any other secret tips you give out to your audiences that we can get even if we can't fly to France? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a few, a few tips that people already know, that you already know, Andrew, that everybody knows you know what i share is very basic you know we haven't invented anything new for for the past uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> long time yeah right so so we're just saying things that are the same but uh, just going through uh, our own personal stories so everything that i share is to be the best person you can be, to climb the summit of yourself, you have to hang on to only what matters, to what is absolutely essential now. And sometimes what is essential now is to take a break, you know? And, and, and in, that, uh, in that succession of, of, of hold and letting go and holding on to and letting go, then you have to find your own rhythm and rather than saying it's a good action or it's a bad action, it has to sound right to you. I think it does matter, you know, so that, uh, because it's easy, I think, to get trapped in what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> everybody is saying that, you know, you should do that, you have to do this, that's the way to do it, et etc. Et you are the only one who knows exactly what's right for you. So, so, so you have to pay attention like a musician if it sounds right or if it doesn't sound right to you. And I think that's a major key to, to move forward even in a very difficult time, basically, because I'm not content. So that's I'm great advice and that's true. And even so within our program, I'm teaching my way to do things that I know are pretty good ways to do certain things. But yeah, it's very important to... I may suggest you do something that works really well for me, but you might need to tweak it to adjust to how that works for you in your exactly. own practice to make sure, yeah, because we all have to, we all are different. And so we have to make sure things work for us um, as well. Right. Um, mm, you got to make it basically your own. So uh, I'm sure that, uh, that, that, that your uh, uh, um, method is, is, is fantastic, but to be really useful, your students have to have to take it and then make little adjustments to make it their own that their own uh, special thing and, and that's so that's very good um so sir so we talked about a lot of different things <laughs> let me ask you this this is this is kind of relevant so you and i think when we were in so we spent a time in kentucky together and had a ball climbing in the blizzard of kentucky um and a couple of things that I'll talk, this is just speaking, one is just persistence and how, so on the one hand, you've had success at many things, 
and seemingly quickly and easily. Like mostly when I watch you climbing, you see a climb, you do a first try or second try. It looks very easy. You're not like me that's very unsuccessful at the climbs. <laughs> But one, one day, me and you were all alone in Kentucky at a very famous climb called 24 Carat, and I just sat there. I had already quit climbing, and you say you're going to try this climb, and you would tie in and go all the way up to the very last move and fall off on this last move and swing down, and, and I would catch you, lower you down, you pull the rope back to the ground, you say, do you mind I try one more time? You wait five minutes, try again. <laughs> Ball the last move. I think this went on for about six times. Um, I was actually amazed <laughs> at how you never got tired. That you could climb this climb over and over to the top, and um, and we finally quit. But it was very. It's the first time I've seen you really put perseverance and effort. Mm -hmm. And but so, what's your take on that about trying something when you may fail over mm -hmm. and over? Which again ties to us. We may call a hundred CEOs and and 99 of them tell us to get lost. So mm. how do you kind of persevere and push forward when something seems impossible? Right, right. So um, that's a very good question, um, Andrew. I believe that you've, you've got to love the game, basically. <laughs> you've got to love to, to give your best to your clients, you know? Because if you don't, uh, you're not going to have this capacity to persevere and to try again, even if you don't succeed. So uh, uh, you've seen me uh, really <laughs> do a lot of attempts on many days before I could actually climb that, that route. <laughs> but but I, just, I just so much love climbing and I just love to do all those movements that it was okay enough you know to to make me try again so you, you've got to basically i know that sounds cheesy or you know very fundamental but in those times especially we've got to come back to the fundamentals and that's and, a, a good point too with yeah because some people are so tied up in the fear and that they should hate talking to the ceo but maybe you talk to a hundred of them and every one you take the the mindset that I'm helping this person, even if they don't want it, and it's fine right. to help others. And even if 99 out of 100 turn me away, that's okay. I help them anyway. Exactly, exactly. I think it does matter to 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 nourish this mindset that I'm I'm going to give my best, you know, and not be attached to the result. The result does not matter, and and I've learned that on every aspect in my life. Uh, I'm not climbing because I want to go to the top. Uh, I, I want to climb because I love climbing, you know. But the goal is not the top itself. The goal is to go on and, and to have all the capacity to keep on climbing. That's the game. So if yeah. I can keep playing, then I keep playing the game. And that's what I love. And if I succeed, great. If I don't succeed, great as well. Because you learn when you fail. So... <laughs> Yes, and that's another great point, that when you fail at something, you're finding out what doesn't work as well, and so that might help you as well. And um, it's very easy in climbing or in accounting to compare yourself to others. And yes. so just like in our accounting group, just like our climbing groups, you'll see, oh, Joe 
you'll see these famous climbers, our friend Nina, she succeeds <laughs> every route and you can be depressed and say, why don't I succeed on every route? Same in accounting, you see, oh, Sally's over there and she's got 10 clients and it's her business is thriving. Why can't my business thrive? It's very easy to get, get out there comparing and not mm. just bring it home to what you need to be doing. Yes, absolutely. And there might be perhaps one useful idea for, for, for everybody here, but um, um, life isn't fair. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> I know, but that's a fact, you know. <laughs> some people live like me, some people die like Amy, and that's just unfair, you I know. Agree. And, and, and there's no other way to 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 explain it. It's 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 just unfair. There's no there's no way to explain that. Uh, why she and not me? You know. Yeah. And but uh, so so that's why comparison is 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 just not a good idea. You, you know, it, it just refrains you. So. And once you've accepted that life is just unfair, you know, that's the essence of life. You know? <laughs> we are different, you know, you are taller than me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier for you to reach the hold, but I'm much lighter. So <laughs> so that so is, I like how you phrased it. It's unfair, but we're each different. So it's almost like find what you do best. And it, it truly mm. is. It's unfair. And um, mm. you know, on your website, you say living is a story of taking. And, mm. what, and so normally when you think taking, you think selfish, grabbing, hoarding. But two things you mentioned that are the opposite of that. One is risk taking. And the other one's taking a stand. And so that's what we can all do. We can take our own stand, our own position. Um, just today, we have some loans in America for struggling business owners, but there are ways for CEOs that are not needing money right now to take advantage in a bad way and get money as opposed to someone like, say, the corner barbershop that really needs the money. And so, like, I personally took a stand and said, I'm not going to apply for that money because I don't need it. I'm going to hopefully help someone else. And so talk about what that means taking a stand to you and in your business, because I think it's very important for running your business. It's not just about gain and profit and achieving the, the result of the summit. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, as you just um, express it once again with another example, it's just unfair. But once you said it, once you've seen it, then you've got to, 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 to go back to your center and say, okay, what can I do? What, what can I do to make things better with, with, with the holes I got now? You know, uh, because if you constantly look at uh, Nina. Climbing, of course, you're going to be depressed, you know. <laughs> of course, you know, everybody's going to be depressed, you know, watching her climbing. So, so, so you, you've got to pay attention to where is your focus. It's another fun. I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. What's your focus today? But it's especially, especially now. It really matters where you put your focus, where you look, you know, 
where your eyes, what your eyes are seeing first. And it doesn't mean to be denial. It, it just means pay attention to what matters and what you can actually take. So a couple more, I know we've got a long time, a couple more I want to hit <laughs> at the end. Yeah, where you are now. And so, you know, it's interesting. And you've talked going all the way back to living in life as your first and you truly don't know, like we lost our good friend, Amy, and you don't know, forget the virus, if you're going to make it to next month or whatever, with you've been living your whole life like that. But I know many of us are terrified right now in the world that, oh, this virus is killing people. Mm. And not only kill, it's like a double whammy. We've got this virus floating around everywhere that can kill us, but at the same time, oh, my business may be falling off a cliff and I'm, the stock market's falling off a cliff and I'm losing money and risking my life. How do you, is there any other philosophy you use to just not get out in that future and just say, oh, okay, I got to look, look to today only almost? Well, um, uh, yes, there's, a, there's, a, there's something that, that I do every day that I use every day that is very simple once again but but uh, the best way to move forward in the right direction is to be at peace with your past as well so uh, and and as well with what is present r right now and there's a good way to bring up this emotion uh, it's called gratitude and and basically it means um you're just feeling grateful for what you already have and I've explained that as a person who had lots of health issues, uh, of course, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you can't speak anymore because there's part of the tongue that's been cut out, uh, you feel grateful to have your hands and that you can write something so people can understand you, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and I do remember uh, I couldn't drink for, for a couple of months. Um, because of all those surgery that I had here because of the mouth cancer. And I remember when I could drink again, it was like paradise, you know? I could just put some water in my mouth and that was absolutely, you know, that was the most extraordinary experience of my entire life, you know? <laughs> just <laughs> drink some fucking water, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Right. And that just puts things into perspective so, yes so each so the life yeah we're in a, a tough position now but yeah you can drink water right now you mm. can wait you have the, the your um, health today so that's a great way to look at it and you do it's true that yeah if you go without water for a long time being able to drink it is an amazing thing or um or it's all relative yeah as well Right, right. So, so come back basically to the, to what you already have, to what you already have, and get to see that you are already very lucky and that you are already wealthy. Actually, I'm sure that lots of people are already wealthy because of what they have because of their body, their mind, and and they have still some people around them that they love. So, and this is priceless. Literally speaking, this is priceless. You know. So they are wealthy. That's awesome. That is great advice. And so I think I, we've hit almost everything. Um, and <laughs> shared a ton of useful stuff as well as entertaining stories. And 
get back to my theme of world class and you've whether you learn a new musical instrument or you're a great magician and i know people that's a i tried to be a magician as when i was little and totally failed at that (laughs) if you pick up something brand new like say gardening or carpentry or rock climbing and you want to be really good at it how do you is there any shortcuts or are there any, if you want to be an accountant and you want to be a really good one and, and world-class, how are you going to, how are you going to become a world-class accountant? Right, right, right. So, so um, that's a great question, by the way, a really great question. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I would say my shortcut would be first, I think there would be like three steps. First, um, you have to, um, have the mindset of a child the mindset of a child of a baby you're just in a game you're just going to play because that's the best way to learn anything that's the first thing the mindset of a child okay and then and then you've got to uh, uh, say to yourself what would i do if i was if i were the best okay that's you know, what would I do if I, if I was the best? And the third question is, what actually am I going to do as the best now? And then you've got your essential hold for the day. Okay, so what am I going to do right now yeah. as the best? And right. that's what to do right this second. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a major shortcut and, and, and I'm pretty sure lots of people have done actually that in one way or another to achieve some great success. So that's, that is great advice. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us? Um, I'm not sure who all will end up listening to this as well, even outside of accountants. Are you doing any other talks or or um, where they can find out more about you. I know your website is ChristopheBichet.com, which mm-hmm. I will add in as well. Ah, la, 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 la. Um, something else, uh, uh, maybe one last bite, you know, could be don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's great as well. And, and I hope um, we'll talk more offline. I want to... Um, get you back over to Oregon and we will um, and or Kentucky or France again and we'll we'll get back together because we always have a great time and um, even though my French is is not great I know say la vie which is translated as this is the life yeah right 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 c'est la vie <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Visit us at dopecfo.com for more information. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere social media. It is at dopecfo.com. Uh, we have a, ch- a Facebook group, uh, Dope CFO Facebook group, where we host live discussions on cannabis accounting every Thursday at 10 a.m. So you do not want to miss it because we will be on there live. You can ask your questions live and we can get them answered for you right there every single Thursday in our Dope CFO Facebook group. That group is also full of other accounting experts, attorneys, marketers in this space that can answer your questions. So uh, make sure you join us over there and don't forget to be dope.